What is up, Music Junkies? Today we have a brand new episode for you today. So, we have a special guest for you. Would you care to introduce yourself? Hey, this is Evan and Elisa from Cold Kingdom. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I heard you guys play with some pretty big names out there like Chevelle, Papa Roach, Buck Cherry. Now, I've been a huge Chevelle pan. Uh, Chevelle pan. pan. Chevelle fan. <laughs> exactly. No. So, one of my favorite songs from him was Panic Prone. Like, for, for the number of years, it's like been to my family for generations. Same thing with Puddle of Mud. So, this episode in particular is, is, is real. It hits home for me because this is like my roots. Appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, awesome. That's it's been really great to be able to to see our names like alongside bands like that. It's just a dream come true every single time. So I saw you guys open for Hinder too. That was my childhood. Growing up with oh, Get, Get Stoned was the biggest the, the biggest song back in the day. You know that was I love that. So she how, was geeked out a little bit at that show. She was yeah, what? I think that was probably one of the first times I got to go like side stage at a big show like that. I was, yeah, I was, I was nerding out a little bit. That's well, really cool. So why don't you tell us about that experience real quick? How was that for you guys? So that was actually the last show that we played, right? Yeah. So we, it was an outdoor show in Wisconsin, and it was Hinder and Buckcherry. And then and, us. And, and we opened the show, and it was um so crazy to see the way that they set that show up specifically with coronavirus and all that mm -hmm. they had this thing where it was tiered where you could either buy a ticket to park your car out in the field and they kind of had like okay. these rows of cars and you could watch it from there and then inside they kind of had a okay. really large field that was kind of closed off where if you wanted to buy a ticket to be standing room and still outside and spaced out you could get that ticket so it was just kind of like you whatever option you could possibly want to to go see a rock show outside and it was really cool to see um but you had some thoughts about like being side stage at that show and <laughs> like the kind of feeling you get when you get to watch these performers that you've listened to your whole you know, life forever and just exactly like, oh, that's that's them right there that's they're playing that song that I listened to. And it's to like you can see the ago. crowd from like side stage and just like how they're reacting to, you know, the performers on stage and the band and everything. And it, it, it was really cool. It's crazy. Like, Man, I just want to like go out on stage right now and just like really soak it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I we have a similar experience that we played our biggest show ever when we were in a band was we, we always talk about I it. always talk about it because it's it's my biggest accomplishment of you know musician is we played with asking alexandria and you know oh, cool. growing up i grew up in like the scene days i had my long hair you know all scene and that was like one of my favorite bands so i i feel you i was watching them and they were even interacting with us you know prior to the show even opening up and i was like wow you know, interacting? No, hell no! They were standing up on that stage, <laughs> looking down at us through their fucking nose. Man. I what mean, they, they're 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 British, so you know about you know what they say about British. They're a little bit of assholes. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Americans are assholes too, but yeah, we are in a we're, different way. Yeah, we're a different type of asshole. <laughs> But no, I that energy. Self-aware that they're assholes. <laughs> we're just, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, you kind of have to be when you're a rock star, otherwise you're just not rock star esque. I, I mean, don't. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if that's true. There's a way to be humble. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's true. I. I think you have to be very involved with the fan base and very, you know, open-minded and stuff. Because if you're mm -hmm. not, I mean, people are just going to be like, fuck those assholes. I don't want to. You could have the best music ever, mm -hmm. but if you're a fucking dick, no one's going to like you. Yeah. Right. Uh, that's just my opinion. Anyways, so how did you, how did uh, Cold Kingdom, you know, come into existence? You, I know you guys started in 2014. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, this was, um, Cold Kingdom was originally not supposed to be a, a real band. Uh, I had just left a project maybe a year and a half before then and I was just writing songs at home and my producer was like okay well you want to record some stuff it's about time you know and so we went in the studio and laid some stuff down and um, I had a drummer from a previous project that I really liked and he came in and did stuff on it and then um, 
Ian, our producer, knew the original vocalist uh, from Cold Kingdom, Danny, through doing like commercial spots and things like that. And so she came in and recorded stuff on the songs. And it was basically just me, the drummer, and Danny. And we didn't have a full band. We just put stuff out there. And it was just like, project. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I actually just wanted it to be all digital and just like put stuff out and probably would never play shows. Studio band. Yeah. That's kind of things just like developed over time where it's like, okay, we're going to make a band out of this. And then kind of developed into looking for more members. And then over time, uh, like we got to the point where we were touring pretty heavily, like five week runs at a time. It's not like, you know, months at a time, like a lot of bands do, but, um, you know, enough to get a taste of what it's like to be out on the road for that amount of time. And um, like, that's not for everyone. That's a really hard thing to do, especially when you're like just, barely, you know, scratching by and paying the bills. So that was something that Danny wasn't into and she was kind of missing out on life. And that's when Elisa stepped in just in time to <laughs> save us. And, uh, after after that, we released our, our latest album and it's been that's been incredible. Great. Yeah, it's been really and it was, crazy. It was really cool to be kind of like the person, like to be asked to be like the replacement. I don't like to say that about myself, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then I was the lead vocalist of another local band at the time. So I kind of watched them grow and like was a huge fan of theirs. Went to, you know, uh, every Cold Kingdom show, like I yeah. would be there front row. And yeah, so when it kind of, fell into my lap that they were looking for a new a new vocalist well actually the way it happened was um <laughs> i my family and i we were going out for my mom's birthday and we were a family that loves karaoke so we went out and did some karaoke where um our bass player jason actually used to work and so he kind of saw me there and like the next day kind of reached out and he's like yeah, you know, what What are you and your band doing right now? I was like, oh, we're actually working with the same producer that they have worked with. And I was like, we're going to be releasing a, an album. And I was like, you know, I'm really glad to see how everything's going with you guys. Like, I've always been a huge fan. I'm just so happy for you that things are going so great. And then he was like, yeah, our singer's leaving. So, <laughs> so do you have any interest kind of thing? And yeah kind of went through that whole that's, thing. That's and... a, that sounds like a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're at the right place at the right time. Oh, it all went together. It all clicked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you said, it just yeah. fell into your lap. But then you fo- you've been following them for a while. So, I mean, it's not yeah. like... It, was, not it, like it, it wasn't was like, an oh. impossible thing. You know, it, it, it could I have happened. I never would have thought but... I would have been the new singer, though. Well, and we, we had played at least one or two shows with her former band. Together, yeah. And, uh, okay. We knew about her and when we were at the time, we were kind of uh, starting to think of who we should ask to audition and things like that. And that's when Jason texted all of or me, me and the drummer one day, and I was like, hey, Elisa just came in and did karaoke. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. But fun fact, they asked me like once or twice and I said no first. And then they're like, well, will you at least like put, you know, vocals down on on some some of these demos so we can see what it sounds like with a you know with, with a, a voice on it i was like yeah sure i'll do that and then you know they called me and they're like how about you come into the practice space and sing some of the old songs and see how it feels i'm like you guys are sneaky straight <laughs> up you're you playing hard to get and they straight up just like <laughs> nope just baited you they're like oh yeah just come on over here come sing some songs for us we, we, we pretend I was like, that, shit, I can't not sing these songs now. We pretend that we didn't uh, play it too fast, but we were, we, we, oh, thought, we, guys, we thought we were playing it slow, but we were just like, hey, no, not at all. Come do this. Well, when opportunity comes to knocking, I mean, you got to work fast. So I, I totally get that. I mean, it was undeniable, though. Yeah. It was just the perfect fit. <laughs> it just clicked. Awesome. Well, you guys talked a lot about uh, writing in the studios and whatnot. So I'm curious, what does your guys' writing process look like, both of y'all? Personally, for me, uh, this is a band that kind of grew out of me sitting at home and writing songs that way. Uh, I think over time, it's definitely become a lot more collaborative. I still still think a lot of our process is um, 
I like to come up with a full song idea, at least like the bones of it. And every single time I'll, I'll basically put together a full song, song idea with some, you know, program drums and some, you know, basically pretend bass on it. And then maybe you have <laughs> pretend bass. piano. Yeah. It's it doesn't sound good. It's I basically it's MIDI notes and Pro Tools, and I like I don't even play. I have a bass guitar, and I've never even played it on a demo. I prefer to program it with MIDI notes. Um, but then I'll send that over to the band once I have it all kind of worked out, and you know Chris will come back with a bunch of different ideas. That's like I can't I can't think of this stuff because I'm not a drummer, and the stuff that he thinks of makes way more sense. And uh, like. Jason, our bass player, comes in, does the same thing, and uh, with Elisa, it's kind of a different process than it was before for me because I like to write um, vocals, melodies, and lyrics on the, the songs that I feel really strongly about on them. Mm -hmm. um, but in the past, it's kind of been a struggle because Danny and I had such different styles that it was like, okay, I'm going to show her an idea and she might go, I don't like it. I'm going to try something. Which You ever which feel like fair. you're just taking the reins a little too much sometimes? Yeah, I've definitely Tell Mario, dude. That. I had the same problem. <laughs> Sorry, like, Mario. My, my drummer, Chris, <laughs> is the first to be on that boat and going like, hey, uh, Lisa, what's your vocal ideas on this? Or like, yeah. if I say... <laughs> I'm having, you know, ideas for this song or whatever. And he's like, okay, cool. Have Elisa do some vocals too. And, you know, that, that was yeah. something that happened on our last album and it turned out for the better because I got into this process where I wanted to hold on to the song as long as possible because I'm going to, I'm going to think of that vocal part or that, that lyric that's going to just, just needed me. And it's just like, <laughs> well, it's it was just meant to be. Song and it's just like, what's the point, you know, just throw it out there and then, as soon as I started sending ideas her way, it just made so much sense because she'd go, oh, I have this idea right away for this. And I'm like, oh, I've been sitting on it for months. And <laughs> nothing, so. Yeah, I mean, that's how a lot of the songs came up. And for me, um, the my previous project, we are definitely more of like a, not, not a jam band, but we would definitely write songs kind of as we went and then take them home and kind of work on them individually from there or together. Um, but yeah, when I came into Cold Kingdom, um, he would just send over so many like uh, pretty well put together ideas. Some of them would have vocals on them and I would, you know, lay those down, but then some of them didn't. So I got to kind of put my own spin on it and just do, you know, build the vocals from scratch on those. And that was really cool. So I've kind of uh, approached writing in a few different ways, um, which I think is beneficial. And Okay. Yeah. Question. What's... Where do you usually start with? Is it the hook or the verse? You know, we always ask this because everyone has a different take on it. So what's your take? Um, I think the best songs that I've ever written start with a vocal melody and then I build out the rest of the song from there. Like sometimes I'll just get a vocal melody and I'll get like a tempo and then I'll put I'll put that down on a MIDI note and okay. something uh, to finish out the rest of the song. It all makes sense. Um, and then other times, I'll go into it and I'll just like, maybe I like, I have this whole list of song ideas from other bands and other artists, could be a pop artist, where it's like, this song by this artist, verse, I liked the drums in the verse. And then like, it's just, I'll go back and listen to that and be like, oh, so maybe I'll put a drum rhythm down, mess with the tempo a little bit and be like, am I feeling a guitar riff over this or anything? You know, so it's, it's basically, just kind of finding whatever part is the most exciting to start with and then building from there. I think that's kind of the same for me too. Like, especially if it's like a song he sends over to me, I'll just kind of, uh, you know, blast it in my car or in headphones or something and just be like, what, like, just kind of let my mind take me where it needs to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I don't necessarily always start with a verse or start with a, you know, vocal melody on a chorus. I just kind of like, all right, what, what am I feeling the most and kind of build around my strongest like vocal ideas, I guess. So into, into the black sky, how long did that take you from when you guys started writing to when you guys released it? Uh, I think officially we started writing in September. Um, a new disaster was our lead single off of it. That was actually written 
before we started auditioning. Yeah, he had a lot of stuff kind of written up already. Yeah, we kind of went into that process going, um, a new disaster is basically how we're going to audition new singers because this is going to be one of the first the, the, new songs. Yeah, one of the most popular songs. And I mean, it's it's the, your number two <laughs> top stream song with like yeah. 1. 1. 1. 1.6 million. So yeah, congrats, by the way. That's freaking fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> and and that, that music yeah. video, though, that music video looks like it was a hell of fun to shoot. Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, we were so tired by the end of it, and our bass player was. Well, tipsy. Yeah. Okay, no, he was. He was drunk. He was drunk. I was. The thing that the thing that people don't know about that music video. Yeah, that's where it was filmed at. It was filmed at a brewery because we were looking for a space that had you know a ton of room and yeah, yeah, like really back the cameras up and get a bunch of lights in there. And so we have this hookup with Mankato Brewery in Minnesota, and they let us come in, but. It had to be after hours. Yeah. So we loaded in at 10 p.m. And... They let us drive right into the brewery, too, which I thought was, like, the coolest yeah. thing ever. It was uh, last, in January, too. Yeah, and then we... Uh, <laughs> we drove right in. <laughs> we we filmed until about 4 in the morning. God damn. So, yeah. so you were drinking <laughs> all night. <laughs> oh, yeah. They provided beverages. Like, I mean... Because yeah. oh we are really... We're really good with... Uh, the events coordinator, uh, he, he, he's uh, he, he's he's such a nice guy, and like sat there and watched us film the whole thing because we had to have someone from the brewery there, mm-hmm. and here he is sitting at three in the morning, letting us drink whatever beers we want, and and their beer is delicious, by the way. Delicious. I'm um, not even a beer drinker. I hey, so I was right. It was fun to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. I'm down for free beer. You know, performing your song. Truck. A yeah. venue? Yeah. Uh, that was the first time that we'd actually performed. performed. <laughs> because we'd been in the studio uh, that entire winter, and we'd never played a show because no we, one knew I was the new singer. She, yeah, no one knew she was the new singer. No one knew we had the any. shadow singer. We really just kept that on the down low. I mean, entire... our scene probably. I mean, our bass player. He drinks and then he gets a mouth on him. So I think a few people knew. <laughs> but like uh, that whole time, we didn't play any shows, obviously. Yeah. And so the the video shoot was kind of a setup where we were kind of playing a show. Or yeah, you like, were essentially playing. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was it was kind of the first time where we got to go. What are we going to be like on stage? And it was it was perfect fit. So. How how how'd you feel, um, Elisa, playing you know with the new band? Uh, your f- first actual show. Let's not call it the music video. The first actual show. How did it feel? How did it all like connect? Was it oh, just man. like sparks flying? It was just the yeah. perfect scenario. It was fireworks, I bet. Pre- pretty much. Like it. Well, a <laughs> we played. <laughs> um, I guess well, not the first show, but our CD release. I felt like I was going to puke the whole time because the lights <laughs> were so intense. But I don't know. Yeah, I think we all just naturally had this really great chemistry with each other. And, um, like, they've always been, like, Cold Kingdom's always been a very, very energetic band. And I think through the different members that they have had, that energy just has continued to grow. So it's like, when I hit that stage with them for the first time, I was like, I have some shit to live up to. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, their their first singer, Danny, she was all over the freaking place. And I was like, man, I need to live up to that. I need to fill those shoes and be like, I, I need to be better <laughs> or more energetic, yeah. or, you know? Like, so, yeah, it was just tons of energy, tons of sparks. And it. I, I, I hope I never have to not do it <laughs> yeah that's awesome so we talked about you know writing the into the black um black sky album what are you guys working on if you could tell us are you guys working on anything um writing what's there are they said they're studio musicians man they're always working on something <laughs> not anymore they wanted to be he wanted to be a studio band but it turned out to be a lot more <laughs> it's true yeah uh but it is kind of hard to take the songwriter out of it, you know, like mm-hmm. you go through coronavirus and it's like, okay, we're playing like 
two shows this summer. <laughs> of course, we're doing this yeah, again. Um, but we actually did just sign a distribution deal with One RPM, Ooh, and congrats. that comes a lot of new songwriting that we've been working on, and it's been really exciting to go into this and be like, you know, this is this is something that I've always dreamed of. Is there is someone who I am writing music to distribute out to the masses. Like I, it's always just kind of been like me going, I'm going to write all this music and we're going to write this, these songs and we're going to put them out. But now it's like, there's an actual plan in place. This is the way things are going to go. And I have an actual purpose for, we're I under need, contract yeah, to do we're so. Under contract. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't want to say it, but like, I now the fun's take it out of it. Feel the pressure where we have, but it's we, such a good pressure. To, no, I did. That that's like dream come true, right? I mean, it's like yeah, seriously, you're just making, you're doing what you love, you know, all the time. Yeah. It's it's basically validation of someone going, hey, we actually find a lot of value in what you've been doing for the last seven years. You know, like that's the best validation you could ask for as a songwriter. So, yeah. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, we're we're very very deep into songwriting at the moment. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you you talked about COVID. How how has that affected you guys as a band? Oh, I, it's it's just it's been rough. Like we are very much a band that loves to play shows and loves to uh, get out there and throw down and interact with our fans and um, just be out there doing our thing. So, like, it really has sucked not being able to play shows or like feeling nervous, especially like with indoor shows. Um, like feeling nervous about interacting and just playing in general. So I think there's been some anxiety around that. Um, but it's also been nice to connect with fans on a different level. Like we did a lot of like when COVID was first, like really showing itself, we did a lot of um, like online live streams and that kind of stuff where we got to interact with our fans in a different way. Um, and then also this deal kind of, you know, came about during this time so now we get to really focus on on our our writing and um making our next album so it's been good and bad yeah i think the uh the songwriting part came a little earlier because of covid yeah because this was actually supposed to be one of our no probably our biggest summer ever in terms of touring and, and going out and playing shows our plan was to have at least uh four two to five week tours this year. Well, yeah, and... before it all started, we went on a two week tour with another last year and uh, last February. And then basically we, we had plans just to yeah. shoot. We had, we had another <laughs> tour. Shoot there. We had another tour in process for April and like that just got canceled immediately. And then nothing else, you know, everything else closed up. So we, we had all these plans to do all of this touring and play all of these shows and it just went out the window so yeah that's that's so sad you that's know, awful, you, and man. you see you see a lot of these venues closing because there's you know oh, you, they can't, no business you can't make yeah. money now i was going to ask about the live stream so uh, did you guys see a, a you know good uh following you know come in and join your live streams at first i think the live stream um, kind of got a little oversaturated towards the end there of that being popular, but um, yeah, it was, I, I felt like it was pretty, pretty good. Sorry, yeah, my dog we, is biting my hand. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had a good like two and a half, three months where we were doing acoustic live streams and no, no. getting angry. <laughs> it's okay. But, my dog barks yeah, all the time. Kind of turns like. Um, him and I lived together, obviously. So we we would go on and do some like, acoustic stuff, and um, we would just all kind of take turns um, taking over the Cold Kingdom, like Instagram or whatever. Oh, got her! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, th this is this is a probably a little personal question, but how did that that um, are you get you guys are together, right? Obviously. Yeah. How did that come to be? Was were you guys already in the band, or was it prior uh, yeah, to we, that? We were we were in the band before we were together, and it just kind of like ended up that the more time we spent on the road together, and you know, you go out play shows every weekend in the van, it just kind of seemed like we were really connecting, and 
just made a lot of sense. Kind of happened to you. Yeah. Oh my God, that makes me want to cry. That's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And now we can just make music together. Well, and it came really handy when it was, you know, coronavirus came around and we were, you know, the guitar player and the vocalist sitting yeah. at home and we have to do live streams. It's like, okay, we can just sit Play. at home. I got my acoustic, you know. So we'd learn some, you know, some covers and yeah rework some of our own songs <laughs> it sounds like a johnny cash uh june june situation <laughs> they play together johnny cash fell in love <laughs> but anyways i heard your guys's cover um the foo fighter song you know times like these i was it was awesome i loved it how was, how, how was it making that it was a dream come true for me because it's my favorite foo fighter song and uh, it's just like we were we were searching for we've been searching for a song to cover for a year and a half, two years, maybe. And just kind of like couldn't come together on one. It wasn't something that was like really up front um, in terms of like our, our planning or our scheduling. It's like kind of whenever we get to it. And uh, eventually I ended up suggesting times like these and everyone kind of went, oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's perfect like our, for the time you made it. <laughs> yeah, our, it just so happened that we we actually recorded that before any of the pandemic happened. Yeah. Oh damn. And, and by the time it was mastered and we were making the video for it, we were like, "This is a perfect time to put together mm -hmm. just like things that people want to see, like a feel good are, video." Yeah, like, and we basically ended up doing where we all came from as musicians and just in our lives in general, you know, growing up, like I played battle the bands in my high school, like things like that. And we wanted to include photos of us with our parents and things like that because- Me and my really, dad, there's a video yeah. of me and my dad dancing at one of our shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just us being together as a band and, and growing up and things like that. It just, it's felt right. And it seemed to make the most sense um, for putting that song out at that time. Yeah. It's all, I mean, it's a great song. So that brings me to my next question is, um, you know, you said Foo Fighters is one of your, you know, biggest inspirations. Who, who else did you guys, you know, grow up with and, you know, kind of aspire to be? So, I'm not like a typical kind of like musician person. I really grew up with, um, like I did a lot of musical theater and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's where like my passion for performing comes from. Um, but like my dad would listen to like Tracy Chapman and Bob Dylan and that, that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, probably once I really started to discover music on my own, like my first, like my very, very first music purchase that I like, I decided this, I went and found it was, uh, a cassette tape. If I'm not aging myself too much here. <laughs> Um, Not at all. Tape, uh, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I remember I went and I found that cassette tape and I bought it and I like listened to it day in and day out until my mom heard it and she heard profanities on it. And she took it away. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was so pissed, right? But then, like, the funniest thing about that is like I would hear her listening to it in her room and like <laughs> it's her, that's one of her favorite artists still today um and so beyond that like for me Alanis Morissette is definitely a huge influence uh people like Lacey Sturm um and Lizzie Hale and Amy Lee I was obsessed oh, with I love that. Amy Lee so that's, much that's like his the love of his <laughs> life uh, I swear to god if I if, if I could do one song with her I'd be like you know what I could die tomorrow and I would have lived a good freaking life <laughs> Yeah, Amy Lee, we were just talking today about how, uh, I didn't know this, and you obviously didn't Yeah, know, I haven't listened to it yet. Amy, Amy Lee just did a guest vocal on a new Bring Me the Horizon song, and I, what? Was, just, what? I was listening through the album, <laughs> He's and, like, it, ah. and it got to that song, and I'm like, wait a minute. I know, I still haven't listened to it yet. Wait a minute. And I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, it's Amy Lee. I'm going to listen to it right as soon as That sounds... <laughs> Yeah, that oh. sounds intense. I, I didn't know about that. I, I feel like I should have <laughs> I known know. about that. Yeah, go, go check it out. Like, I just found out about it today while I was at work, just listening through it. And yeah, it's, it's surprising. I need to like, listen that to sounds it. a lot like Amy Lee. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, for, for me, I grew up with Metallica, thanks to my brother, and like my dad listened to Boston. I When he got me my first guitar, age 14, he was like, you should learn these Boston songs, and of course I did. So, like, Well, yeah, he bought you the guitar. Yeah, yeah. you better. <laughs> I'll buy you the guitar if you learn these songs for me. That is like the story of everybody's father that was a musician. My story was my dad was like, here's a book of scales and modes. If you learn this entire book, I'll buy you a guitar. So I took him up on that challenge. Wow. And he bought me that guitar. Challenge yeah, that's a, little, that, that's a little crazy, but Jake's crazy. Eight, so nine year old Jake. It doesn't matter. I don't know any of that stuff. No, my, my, my parents were, my parents knew that I wanted a guitar for Christmas. No, for my birthday, actually. Um, and they were walking by a Sam Goody, of course. And they had a, a junior special guitar in the window. And my mom's like, oh, we should get that for him. And my dad's like, ah, he's never, he's going to play it for like a week. And then he's going to be, <laughs> but they ended up getting it for me. And now like my dad is just my, my biggest fan ever when it comes to like new songs. I'll usually send him the first demo version mm -hmm. of any new song. You probably and... send it to him before you even send it to the rest of the band. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> That's he awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is to... super cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was bands like Boston, and then in high school I played in a band with my brother and friends, and we played like Green Day, and then uh, later on I got into Breaking Benjamin like everyone else, and yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, it was it, it kind of became like this blend of uh, like Metallica and old style like hard rock and metal blended with newer stuff. And I got into a lot of like newer musicians and Alter Bridge and um, just Mark Tremonti in general. I, I loved Slash for the longest time. I still do. Saw him live. That was incredible. Oh, it's just this weird blend of like over time, you you recognize kind of the older stuff, but you kind of like the newer stuff more. And so it kind of becomes a unique style on its own. It all mashes together and, you know, makes you who you are you know kind exactly. of it kind of molds the songs that you're making now with cold kingdom right you know everything all your influences growing up and that's yeah i mean I think that's when, beautiful when i when i make new songs i i kind of like listen to my demos or or when we put out an album and i'll listen to bands like asking alexandria or bring me the horizon for example and i'll go like man they're doing stuff that sounds like way different from what I'm doing, and it, it almost makes me sound like classic rock in a few <laughs> different ways. So it's like still trying to blend a little more modern into things, and you know, you kind of take the pieces that you like and make it your own. But like both of those bands, you go back what ten years, and they're completely different. Back oh, then, yeah. like Bring Me the Horizon was like grindcore, metalcore. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even fucking know. You know, the, yeah. the Pray for like, Plagues was like my favorite song from them. And now they're like, yeah, pop punk, metal, hard rock. I don't even know what to I don't even them. know what to call them anymore. Yeah. Like, I've noticed that, it too. Rock? And it really seems like they're just following a trend. You know what I mean? No, it's, uh, it's like, dude, I, I love Bring Me the Horizon. I think they're, they're amazing. But I think they're, they're one of those bands that are not trying to stick to any particular genre. And they're evolving every he year. He already fucked up his vocal and he cords. Fucked, and he fucked up his vocal cords so he can't scream like he used to back in the day yeah but yeah. he's got the l's the and they kind of got that was, that was my... like they, they get to do whatever they want and still be successful and i kind of respect that because it's just like okay they can just do whatever they want on this album and put it out there and it's like they don't care they're just doing exactly what they want to do and exactly. it's like i get it as a as a fan of a lot of bands that have changed over time where i want to hear stuff that it's like Oh yeah, that's that's the way they were. I want to hear more of that. But then when bands can go and change and create new interesting things, I also respect that because it's exactly. like it's a whole well, to me, it's like technology. You know, like technology advances, so does music. You know, you can't just stay within one tiny confine, otherwise. There's yeah, no growth, you know, right? You know, I, I I love that, and I get that. That's why I love Bring Me the Horizon. But sometimes you kind of need that that base base layer of this is your your always going to be your, your style, sound and then you kind of yeah. add to it and you know remove from it and stuff like that but with bring my horizon it went from night and day you know yeah completely heavy to you know they're not even heavy anymore k-pop k-pop <laughs> <K -pop> <laughs> i don't know about all that but 
Oh my god. So I I I am assuming you guys haven't listened to the newest album yet. I don't know. I think it just it's not even a few days old yet, but I think. I, I don't know. My drummer told me to listen to it. But um they definitely brought back a lot of guitars and made it a little heavier. And then like they they did a, a collaboration song with baby metal. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard of baby metal. No, I haven't. It's a it's a Japanese like metal band of like anime girls like yeah i don't even know how to describe it it's like they look like teenage girls but then and they sing like uh like if you can imagine like uh i don't even know how to describe it barbie girl you know yeah yeah, yeah. oh Oh, that like that anime voice the anime voice amazing screams out of nowhere but then like they sing the chorus like yeah they do and they're like I'm a Barbie girl, you know, like that song type of I'm vocals. Like, and uh, yeah, it's just super weird. And bring me the record <laughs> the song with them on it. And it's like. But like, is it, what kind of music is like grindcore? Is it like metalcore? I don't even know what to, scri- to describe it as. I don't think it's grindcore. It's, it's interesting. <laughs> like metal with like, Barbie voices over It's like it. it's heavy, but then I knew what was coming. And then uh, I would say look up. Uh, baby metal on youtube okay. before you listen to the song and then you'll be like okay what's this gonna be? <laughs> kind of oh, reminds gosh. me of like i wrestled the bear ones oh yeah mm. yeah <laughs> i mean brutal. i haven't heard it but i'm a, I'm that's what i'm picturing in my head because yeah. she yeah you know, I wrestled I mean, she didn't, she didn't sing like anime and like a barbie but she did have those weird singing parts in that weird metal <laughs> music okay i'm gonna listen to that yeah <laughs> What was that? I recommend it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna head to it. So once, at least once. <laughs> so I saw, you know, you guys are growing. Yeah, I wouldn't say you guys are established yet because you're still, you're still growing. Like every band, you know, every band is growing. How do you guys market yourself, and how do you, you know, see the most growth as a band um, on social media platforms, on Spotify, on all that? How do you guys market yourself? Um, I think a lot of it has come from getting on the right Spotify playlists. Um, Having that support. Yeah, uh, just just making sure that you're doing everything you can to submit to to any playlist. Anytime you upload new music, just throw it on to to Spotify or even Apple has you know a submission uh, form for for getting on their playlists and just making sure you're maximizing that um when you when we go out and do shows usually we'll target ads to the cities that we're playing and say you know hey we're coming to this city this is our newest music video things like that that are really targeted within like 25 miles of that city and we'll do that for a lot of the different stops on like a tour things like that yeah and just making sure that um people actually know that we're coming you know like because it's not like People are just going to go to our Facebook page and go to our tour list and be like, oh, I found that you're coming to my city. You know, you actually have to throw it in their face a little bit. And yeah. we've actually seen some good results with that. And our drummer, Chris, he's the one that uh, handles most of, well, pretty much all of the social media stuff. And he's amazing at it. Um, you know, just uh, keeping content coming every day and really, um, whether it's him or any of us interacting with with our fans and like being like, Hey, we're actually here. We're people we care and we do like interacting with people. And I think that's something that our fans at least really like. Oh yeah. yeah, We just put up wall flags. We, uh, Oh, and they sold in 24 hours. Yeah, Not even. We have a, we have a band chat going. We're like, Whoa, four. And then it went up to like 13, 14. And we're like, okay, we're sold out. How many did you guys release? Uh, it was 22, 20? I think, because oh. we, we kept three for our own. Yeah. And, uh, we, we ordered 25, and we sold the rest of them, you know, it was like 12 hours or something. It like was that. so God quick. Damn. I was at that work, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Cool. <laughs> more. Yeah. Score. But yeah, that was, that was another That's idea really cool. from our, our drummer, Chris. He, he kind of has been collaborating with uh, a good friend of ours on like trying to come up with unique merch, merch nice yeah. ideas and 
another thing that Chris does very well with running the social media is anytime someone comments on any post that we do, he wants to make sure that he comments back mm -hmm. and make sure that people engagement. know engagement. Yeah. And just, yeah, he's great at that. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a wizard and I let him do so all that. That was a band, but you're also a team. Yeah. And that's something that we've been and that's important for sure. Like you got to find the right people that are willing to take on different roles and, like a lot of bands want to go out there and just get signed to a company and then you have an accountant and a manager and you have everyone yeah that stuff like something that we've prided ourselves on over the course of this entire band has been we want to build our team by finding each individual person and making sure that they're the right person for us and that's how we found our manager alex and that's how we found one rpm it's just kind of like taking things one step at a time and not just throwing everything in one basket so is your ultimate goal to get signed or do you want to keep doing, you know, independent work? Uh, I think honestly, if the right deal came along, it'd be a really great thing. But um, that's not really our goal is getting signed at this point. Like the things that we're looking towards are making sure that we have uh, tour support and things like that. And something that one RPM gives us is, security about you know releasing music in the future that's yeah. one aspect um we have a manager that's he he works off of um no monthly fees it's basically whatever money we make it, he gets a portion of that so we're, if we're not making money he's not making money like it's things like that where it's like you can't just we've had deals where they'll offer that not that we've taken but we've we've received offers for deals where they want a certain amount of money, like a large chunk of money up front to do all this work that it's like, okay, very vague. Yeah. But are you uh, actually going to do something about yeah. it? Yeah. You know? Whenever just, we yeah. press them for details about like, okay, how are you going to do all these things? And they're going to be they're They just come back with like, Oh, we have connections and we're going to, this is how this is going to work. And there's no time frame and things like that. Like you really Dude, have to trust me. Yeah. Trust me, bro. Yeah, exactly. Trust me. But but Trust but here you. but here you have like the the he has to work and you know he has to work for him to get get paid and it's kind of a trust factor. It's like you know he mm -hmm. you trust him to produce you know his his end of the deal and you're producing your end of the deal when he does his you know so that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I know we run into those managers that are like we'll do so much for you, so much for you. But you have to trust us. You have to give us all your money now, and you know, trust us. I'm like, eh, that's that's sketch. Like, there's no way to know that that person's invested in in your music or your band. Exactly. If you're giving them this lump sum, you know, it makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But anyways, that's all I have for you guys. I do want to give you guys, uh, you know, the, I guess, platform to give say, the you know, give the people a little bit about you guys, why they should listen to you. If they already listen to you, you know, if you want to say anything to them. Um, yeah, this is all you guys. Uh, check out our music. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate anyone that will listen. And I think, I don't know, we, uh, I, I like to think we're a pretty genuine group of people that writes about genuine things. And, um, yeah, if you, like, if, you like, if you like hard rock music, our and our latest music videos are Devil and Me, which came out in February, He's and nervous. Times Like These, our cover of the Foo Fighters song, which came out, I think, in April. Yeah, Keep um, your eye out this week. Yeah, so I think we've got something coming out on Friday as well. Ooh. Uh, Me too! An acoustic version of, of, something. of a song. Of something. You're not gonna give us any hints, just of something, a little bread curl, <laughs> uh, huh? a little morsel. The black sky. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. That's 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 fair enough. It's fair enough. Appreciate that. Awesome. And, you know, well, might have almost burnt down the restaurant making it. The video. That's, that's, that <laughs> makes kidding. it sound more exciting. <laughs> yeah. You, now I have to see this. <laughs> I I really hope there's a, a clip of you guys almost burning down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Something. I can like, I can Photoshop an well, image just together. Just Photoshop it. Yeah, like, art fire. Yeah, art fire. The, yeah, that'll do the job. 
but yeah, you can uh, check us out on uh, all our socials. We try to be pretty active on there, and um, you know, we'll we'll hope to have music out within the next amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope to be on a stage near you when all this Corona stuff, you know, blows oh, over. God. And it's coming back, huh? It's coming back. Second wave. We're under lockdown for the next four weeks, so. They're in Minnesota? Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Really? The California's I mean, about to yeah. close. Not California's lockdown. doing that. Northern California's doing it now, too. We have yeah, a curfew. I mean, they just issued no. until December 18th. Um, they closed restaurants, fitness centers, bars, pools, things like that. I mean, retail stores are still open, grocery stores, everything's the hair salon is open so that's yeah the, the hair important. salon yeah <laughs> everyone needs their hair that's, dude. that's what i need i mean that's all oh, i need the important things yeah, yeah can't you but... tell <laughs> <laughs> awesome guys yeah. well thank you guys again for coming on the show you we guys really have been such it. a pleasure thank you you guys are great thank you so much thank you well that was a fucking awesome interview cold kingdom all streaming platforms check them out they're awesome people, as you can tell. Um, we interviewed two of their members, and I'm sure that all their members are fucking amazing. I was listening to oh, yeah. A to New be. Disaster, and it's fucking amazing. And that's off their new album. That's their second most top-played song with 1.6 million streams. Their most top-played song was actually Let It Burn, but I think that was their old singer, because I think um, Into the Black Sky is all elisa so yeah check them out they're awesome people i had a lot of fun shooting this episode um we are gonna take a thanksgiving break um we're not gonna have anyone for next weekend just because we want to you know spend some time with the family you know take a little break but we are coming back with an artist that i'm not going to release yet because i'm still working out the details hopefully it works out um and if it does, you know, you guys will know, I want to say maybe Saturday or um, Sunday of this week. It's Monday today, and we hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Great Thanksgiving with your family. We love you guys, and um, if you need anything, let us know. Right on. Wait, before we go, do we have an update on our website? We do not. I was going to release it on Friday, but stuff happened and now i'm looking for a new release date it's actually it's actually done it's just populating you know the data the articles stuff like that that's taking a little longer than i expected so as soon as i have that ready it'll be up but it should be soon awesome well junkies y'all take it easy and we'll see you on the next one happy holidays <laughs>